Well, the uh, bad news for today is that uh, Pastor Mark was also supposed to do the sermon for today. <laughs> so he got a hold of me like last minute and said, uh, hey, I kind of need you to do something for me. Uh, so I wrote a sermon on a post-it. <laughs> super, it's super good, I think. And I put some slides together for you yesterday. So this is me uh, under-promising and trying to over-deliver to you this morning. <laughs> you ready? Here we go. All right, if you have been following along with us, we have been tracking with the story, and today we are in chapter 10. Chapter 10 is the story of uh, Samuel, and it's the story of Saul. For the sake of time today, we're going to focus just on the beginning part of the book of Samuel and look at Samuel's actual story, and then I promise this week when Pastor Mark and I do our Bible study online, it goes out on Wednesday, we'll expand a little bit more onto the story of Saul, so you can get a, a piece of that too. So the story of Samuel begins in chapter 1, in which we see a woman named Hannah, who is going into the temple, and she's praying to the Lord that God will give her a child. Now, as she is there in the temple, she is weeping uh, profusely, She's uh, just crying out to God, and she's so distraught that the temple priest, Eli, goes over to her, and he actually thinks that she's drunk. And he says, lady, you got to get out of here. No, no drunks in church today. And he comes over, and he says this to her, and she says, I am not. I haven't been drinking wine. I am crying out to the Lord. My heart hurts so bad. I just want a son. And he tells her, your prayer is to be answered by God. You should leave in peace for today. And wouldn't you know it, uh, God answers Hannah's prayer, gives her this wonderful child, and she makes a promise to the Lord that if God hears her prayer, that she will dedicate her son in service to the Lord and to his holy temple. Sure enough, the boy is born. She gives him the name Samuel. And the name Samuel actually means God hears, God has heard. And so when God hears this prayer, she then dedicates this boy. She weans him and allows him to grow in her household, and that at a young age sends him into the temple to actually be able to not just work there or serve there, but actually to live there. And so that's where our story picks up today in chapter 3 that Joan read for us. And we'll just take a little bit of time today just to kind of walk through these verses. This is all I did this week. You can do this too. Be able to take time just to kind of walk through verses little by little and be able to say, what is God saying here? What is going on in this story? And what does this mean for me today? What is going on in the story? What is God saying to me? And what does this mean for me today? So let's look at that very first verse. It's from Samuel uh, chapter 3, verse 1. It says, In those days the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. This doesn't mean that God was completely absent from everyone's life. We could say this exact same thing today, right? You could say maybe visions from the Lord today are rare within our world. People aren't having these uh, dreams or these insights that are coming necessarily directly from God. It doesn't mean that it can't happen, but it's something we would probably say today in our society is rare. At the same time, I think that God is always speaking in our world. Actually, it's not just something that I think, it's something that I know. 
each of us have the Bible that we can go to at any point to be able to look at, to be able to read, and to be able to hear. And during that time, God is speaking to us. And so the question really becomes not, is God speaking or is this rare? The question becomes, are we listening? Are we listening when God calls us? Because I promise he can call you in a variety of different ways. A lot of different things that he puts upon your your heart. In fact, I think God is probably calling all of us today, right now. Maybe not to do the same thing, but to do similar things together as a family. But there's a problem. You see, in our world, there's a a lot of distractions that are around us. There's a lot of things that we face that take up our time and that take up our energy. And sometimes maybe we just don't listen to God. Maybe we just don't hear him correctly. Maybe we don't take the time to be able to sit and wait. You know, as we begin Advent today, this is a great period of being able to recognize God's arrival and to take time to pause and to wait, to really be able to to listen to him and the calling that he has placed upon our hearts and to move those distractions aside. As we heard that text read for us today, Samuel is called upon by God directly But even he, hearing the direct voice of God, has some confusion as to what is actually being spoken to him, or even more, who is actually speaking to him. Let's follow along in that verse again. It says, Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me? But Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. So he went and he laid back down. Again, the Lord called, Samuel, Samuel. And he got up and he went to Eli and he said, here I am, you called me. My son, Eli said, I did not call. Go and lay back down. You can almost hear the disdain in this poor old man's voice. He's going blind. He's got this young 12-year-old boy that's running in there. You called me, right? You called me. No, go lay down. We're trying to sleep. He doesn't know whose voice is calling him. There's this noise that is going on in his life that's maybe distracting him or not providing clarification. Do you ever have noise in your life? Distractions that occur in your life? There was a young man from the country that decided he was going to go visit his cousin in the city, and they were going to spend some time together, and his cousin from the city was going to show him all around of all the different things that his world had to offer. And so they went downtown, and they walked around, and they saw all the people, and all the cars, and all the lights, and everything it had to offer. So much that was going on. As they were walking down the street, the young man from the country said, do you hear that? Do you hear that? And his cousin said, what, what, what do you mean? I hear a whole bunch of, what are you, what are you saying? Do you hear that? I hear some little puppies yelping. And he said, puppy, you can't hear any puppies out here. And they walked down about 10 more yards and they turned the corner. And when you know it, right there was a mom with some of her puppies and a little family sitting there. The dog had just had these little puppies. And he said, how do you hear that? And he said, I just was listening. And they were walking on a little further and his cousin from the country again said, do you hear that? He said, what is that? I hear something. I hear, I hear a whole bunch of birds. They seem like, seem like they're, they're singing. He said, I don't hear any birds. How can you hear birds with all this noise? And they walked down a little further. What do you know? In this bush, it was 
filled with all these little lovers, making all this noise and singing praises to the Lord. And they went on a little further, and it became lunchtime, and they went and they sat down together at lunch. And once again, his cousin said, do you hear that? What is that noise? He says, I think I, I hear a cricket. He said, there's no way you can hear a cricket in all this noise with all this that's going on. And sure enough, a cricket popped right out of the sidewalk next to them. And he said, how do you do this? How can you hear all these different sounds with all this noise that is going on? They just finished paying the bill, and the cousin from the country picked up the change that was sitting on the table, and he held it out over the sidewalk, and he dropped it, and what do you know it? Every head within a mile radius turned to be able to see all that change hitting the ground. What was our ear attuned to? What do you listen for in this world? There are certain things that all of our ears will hear. All of our ears will pick up certain sounds that are going on. But are they the right sounds? Is it the right calling? Is it the right message? Today's Samuel's ear needs to be tuned a little bit more, and ours probably does too, as we continue with his story. It says, Now Samuel did not know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. And you could look at this at two different ways. You could say maybe he hasn't grown into his faith yet, but it would be hard to say that Samuel did not already have a relationship with the Lord. But even if that was the case, maybe Samuel doesn't have a strong faith at this point. Maybe he is just growing in his faith, but yet the Lord is still there calling upon him. Maybe look at the other side of the coin now. Maybe Samuel does have a strong faith. Maybe since he has grown up in the temple, in the church, that he has been there all this time, that now he does have this great relationship with the Lord. And now the Lord is coming to be able to speak with him and give him a calling. The truth is, the Lord calls all of us. Whether you are new to the faith or don't have a faith at all, the Lord is calling you to him today, and he wants a relationship with you. Maybe you do have faith. Maybe you have been brought up in the church all your life. Maybe you come to church here every single Sunday. Guess what? The Lord is calling you also. Now, he may be calling us to different things, but in the end, God is always calling all of us. And what he wants us to do as his children is to be able to answer. Remember that first question, are we listening to God? And number two, when we listen are we actually going to answer that calling that he places upon our hearts? What happens when Samuel starts to listen? This is the third time the Lord called, Samuel! And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down, and if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Now, we don't know exactly why he thought this voice was just Eli. Maybe he wasn't expecting God to be able to call him. But there's something that is happening in between that doesn't allow him to know and to listen to the voice of God. Again, so how does this compare to our story today? What are the things that you have in your life that stop you or maybe back you up a little bit or just halt you even at times? from being able to hear the voice of God. What are those things? I was jotting this down on my, my post-it this, this week, and I came to this part, and I thought this was interesting. Uh, as I started thinking about this, I just wrote two things. I said, for me, 
Number one is distractions. That's the first thing that stops me from having a better relationship with the Lord is distractions. And that can be all different things. Just clutter that we have in life, uh, busyness that is happening in life, temptations that we fall into. There's a lot of things. And all of those things are on the outside of who I am. All of those things are on the outside, the distractions that I have. But there's another one that is a barrier for me, and that's my doubt. And this is on the inside. It's not just the distractions that we have in the world, but it's the doubt that we have on the inside. Maybe we doubt that we have the right abilities to be able to do something. Maybe we doubt that God will actually speak to us. Maybe we doubt and have some type of fear about being able to move forward. Maybe we just doubt that we need to have a stronger faith. What are those distractions and doubts that you have today that you can leave here? Leave them with the Lord. You don't need them when you go from this place today. Leave all of those distractions here. Think about that this week. If there's a time when something is getting in the way of you having a five-minute devotion in the morning, you have too many distractions. If something is getting in the way for you to make a small time commitment or financial commitment to the church, remove that doubt. Something is getting in the way. There are always things that we can remove, but it's not just us ourselves. We can ask God to help us do these things, to leave all of those with him today so that we can move on. Samuel goes on in his story. It says, The Lord came and stood there calling as at the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. Two things here. First, that, that beginning part of that verse. The Lord comes and he stands there calling just as he did all the other times. When God comes and calls Samuel or when God comes and calls you, he doesn't have uh, a different message that's been presented in the past. God hasn't left and then decided he was going to come back at a later date. God has been there standing with us the entire time, calling us. It's Samuel that all of a sudden has this change in his life to where he is able to hear the Lord. And it's the same for you and me. That when we have that change in our life, that's what actually opens us up to being able to hear. God is always the same. Scripture says that he is never changing. It's you and I that need to change, that need to be different. And once Samuel has that change, he opens up his heart and he says, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. This is dangerous. This may sound great. Yeah, speak to me, Lord. Your servant is, is listening. This is a, a dangerous prayer that Samuel prays today. But this is one that I would like you to be able to pray with me today too, that we would all say that to God today. Speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. Because remember, God is calling every single one of us. He might be calling us to different things, to do different things, to take on different things, but I promise you he is calling. Don't pray this prayer though unless you're ready. Because the calling that the Lord has for us, it can be big, as in the case with Samuel or in the case with so many others in Scripture. What is God calling you to today? This next verse I probably read uh, 
15 times just looking over this morning my post-it note and uh, this one gave me goosebumps every single time that I read it. Look at it with me today. It says, and then the Lord said to Samuel, see, I'm about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears about it tingle. God's about to do something that's, that's so amazing. Your ears are going to tingle once you hear it. God goes forward and he takes Samuel and he makes him into this wonderful prophet to be able to speak the word of the Lord to people around him. Later on, it says that Samuel becomes so synonymous with God's word that they look at it as being one and the same. When they hear God's word, they are hearing Samuel's voice. When they hear Samuel's voice, they are hearing God's word because God is about to do something amazing with that town of Israel. What do you think God could do in the town of Scottsdale or Carefree or Cave Creek or Phoenix or Tempe or Arizona or the U.S. or the world today if we just listened? What could he do that would make our ears tingle and the ears of everyone around us tingle? Well, part of the good news is Samuel was always looking forward to the Savior that was to come you and I have this great ability of being able to look backward and see the Savior that has already came for us. That Jesus is alive and well and risen from the dead to wipe away all of our sins. But it's a calling that's upon our hearts so that all people will be able to hear this great message. Last night I was at a uh, dinner with a few people that I didn't know uh, a lot of them who were there. It was somebody's birthday party. And I was talking to four different people who asked me what I did for work. It always comes up, and you never know how that conversation is going to go, especially after you've been talking for like an hour with them, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, what story did I just tell? <laughs> and I said, yeah, I'm a pastor. And they said, here in Scottsdale? And I said, yeah. And they said, where? And I said, off of uh, Scottsdale Road. And they said, where at? And I said, right between Dixaletta and Dynamite on the east side. And I kept getting closer and closer and narrowing it down, and I kept thinking, and nobody seemed to know where it was. And I said, it's the, the one that has the big loving arms of Jesus on it. And then they said, oh yeah, I know which one that it is. And I love that. I love that when I finally told them it was the big loving arms of Jesus, it was synonymous with our congregation. And I would love it if the people of Desert Foothills, me included, if people looked at us and we were synonymous with the loving arms of Jesus. They said, where do you go to church at? Oh yeah, I know, not the one off of Scottsdale, not the one between Dixletta and Dynamite, the one with the big loving arms of Jesus. And not just a statue, but the flesh and blood that we have been given to be able to share with people. It's a calling that every single one of you has, not just me. And it only takes a minute just to write down a few notes of people you can talk to of things that you can do, of opportunities that God has given you to be able to hear his voice, to be able to answer his calling, and to be able to share his word. Let's pray. 
Dear Lord, we thank you for the opportunity we do have here at Desert Foothills and as Christian churches all across the world to be able to come together and to be able to be those hands and feet of Jesus within our community. And so, Lord, today, as we have this opportunity to take your son's holy body and blood, we ask, Lord, that you will strengthen our faith, that you will provide forgiveness, and, Lord, we ask that you will just make us bold disciples to go out into the world and to tell everyone about the great things that you have done until everybody's ears tingle and their hearts melt because of the love that you provide for us. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen.